Welcome to Winter Is Going, the only podcast for the final season of Game of Thrones. I'm Mike, and I'm Dan. And holy shit, man! Just dude, I know I'm pretty upset too. Another episode with nothing plot wise. <laughs> I mean, yeah, ninety yeah, percent another... of the dialogue was just oh ah ah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you're gonna fit all, all the dialogue for this one in a, in a tweet. So there was the, not not much there, but it was. I mean, geez, it was incredible, incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Nonstop yeah. through. And I was did... having a heart like I, I thought I was going to have a heart attack through it. Just watching these elongated battle scenes, everyone so close to death. I mean, Ugh. some people should have died there. We we had a few deaths. Some people. Why are all the main characters on the front line, but they somehow, you know, scoot back and make Survive. it alive? Yeah, it it, was, it it did seem like we, you know, like Jamie or Brienne were very close to to biting it there. But it, Sam, every five seconds. Seven, yeah. <laughs> we saw we got ghosts though. I think he were because he was charging with the Doth. All the Dothraki are dead. And yeah, but Ghost is in the trailer for the new episode. Is is uh, what I've been told. So, oh, I didn't notice him. Of course, yeah. Somehow he survives too. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, but so, incre- incredible episode. A plus, Gel Sapochnik, the guy that directs all like the big battle episodes. I mean, this is his best one yet. I'd say just visually stunning, and it, I watched the inside the episode with uh, the double D's after, and the like, you know, battles just battle after battle scene could get boring after a while, and I think they're right. But the way they did it, where they give gave us little snippets of each character, like a couple minutes in Arya's storyline, and then you know Theon and Bran and. You know, at John's Daenerys and George, and all of them, like we got, we kind of got a taste of. They kept going back and forth between all of them. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, no, it it was without any dialogue. Well, I mean, there was some dialogue, and some of it was pretty important, but without, you know, <laughs> it was an hour and twenty eight minutes, and we probably had a total of five minutes of dialogue, and it still was just. Some of the yeah, most I was I was gripped to my seat the whole entire time. Some of the most important dialogue coming from I think the first line of dialogue from Melisandre who came out of nowhere. Yeah, Light, and uh, you know, lighting the Iraqs on fire and and it gave them a little bit of. It seemed like things. Hey, they, this might work out, and then just I thought that was a really cool the, the way they shot it visually, where all the you kept seeing the lights go out. Uh, to the, the Dothraki screamers, like one by one, they were going on. Just soon, there was none, and there was complete silence. So, I, the, really cool. But it, she, I, I thought she was because she just left last season. We haven't seen her at all, so she just rode up back to Winterfell to give a little bit of hope. And she was pretty, pretty I mean, pivotal. A little Doesn't... bit of hope. She pretty much saved everyone. Well, she. I mean, Prolonged made, what would seemed as the inevitable by you know lighting the, the the trenches and everything and their weapons, but uh, yeah, well, she had to have been. So she had already called that she was going to meet Arya again. We knew that, and here it happens. And basically, like she lays out that Arya is the one who is going to kill the Night King. Uh, does that? What what are the qualifying factors to be Azor I? Like I think is, she's it. I think that's is, like is, the whole. Did that just happen? Is that yeah. what, is that what we saw? She's the princess who was promised. Absolutely, yeah. They flipped so. that prophecy. Uh, I mean, it, there was so many different theories, like, and they said again in the inside of the episode they had this plan for a while that she was going to deliver the 
the killing blow. So whether or not that's how it's going to go down, like book wise, if that ever happens, who knows? But uh, yeah, I think that that is the prophecy f- being fulfilled right there. Now I'm jumping all over here, but while we're talking about Arya, who is the one who did that trick on her? Was it the waif? What do you mean? Someone someone pulled the move that she pulled on the Night King, where she was pinned, and then they dropped the dagger and stabbed with the other hand. Oh, that might. I mean, that could have happened. She did get stabbed in the stomach. I'm not sure if that's exactly how it went down, but it could have been. But the significance of just using that uh, that same Valerian steel dagger yeah. to to take him down. It was, and it, the whole time too. The big question I have, like, what was Bran doing? Like I thought, what he, was he doing? Well, I thought he was gonna play. Like he sent off the ravens. He warged into all those ravens, and then we never saw anything else that was happening with that. Like, yeah, I, I thought like, at the bye last. Bye now. <laughs> yeah, just saw he, he legit was just doing nothing. Like, I, yeah, just waiting, I guess. And he knew he couldn't fight him, so maybe maybe he knew that that was gonna happen. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll find out as the aftermath unfolds next episode. It looks like now they're gonna. You know, party a little bit and then have to deal with Cersei. So. Yeah, so final boss incoming. It was a hell of a hell of a mini boss, but um, it was yeah, it, it, all battle, all Winterfell. It was a little at the at the beginning. It was tough to see a lot of time, like with just the amount of whites that were coming towards them. It's it got a little blurry and and just tough to make out. And, but like you knew they weren't going to give any main characters you know off screen or just quick deaths but they did right. i noticed that with both uh, all the characters that died um or at least two of them barrack and jorah <laughs> looked like they were gonna have last words but then didn't so i i mean it's kind of sad but like i think that's all the more like kind of fitting it's like they fought until the very end and they kind of served their purpose and then that's it they weren't even dignified with final words, but That's you still theme. felt like the emotion. I don't know. Right, they're just fulfilling their purpose. That's and they did that to the nth degree. Jor one of Jorah's last acts was protecting and saving Danny, and uh, Beric. You know, it, apparently that was his why we found out. That's why the Lord of Light kept bringing him back was to save Arya or help save yeah. Arya, and so she could kill the Night King. So in a way. You know, Beric was very instrumental in everything, so... Yeah, he had to, he had to die six times for this. So. Yeah, exactly, at least, yeah. I don't know how many times, I think it's like seven or eight or something, yeah, I don't might, know, but... it might be more, but yeah. yeah. It, Inconsequential it, now, because he's no, real dead. Besides the Night King, no major deaths. It looks like... Ray, I thought uh, Rhaegal, the dragon, was looked like he died, but it, I, I can see in the next episode there's clearly two dragons yeah. in the sky. I mean, he, he probably got screwed up pretty bad but also none of those whites seem like obviously i couldn't pick apart each one but for the most part it looks like they all had just little daggers and you know i imagine dragon skin is pretty pretty thick yeah but and i mean they essentially gave him acupuncture he probably feels better now (laughs) yeah i guess we'll say he's flying around so yeah clearly but i I thought the way it was going too with how quick everything was moving that maybe we were going to just get oh now you know Davos is dead. You know we didn't even see mm-hmm. it, if, it, if they're just gonna brush past some of these side characters because minus the Night King, we didn't get any major character deaths here. I guess they're saving that for the End Game. But, I mean, 
Jorah is is a major, is a B character. He's not an A character. Right. Barrett I mean, is he's a still, C or D. Jorah is still probably the most important person who died in this episode. Oh, Theon, maybe for, the, maybe Theon. Yeah. Um, but both of them were not the sent. They weren't John, Danny, Arya, right. Sansa, or Tyrion. You know. So R.A.P. Theon, Jorah, Beric. Is that it? Um, Is that it, right? I think there was. Was there one? More? Well, I mean, Ed died. That's Ed died. Dolores Ed. Yeah. Uh, Night um, King. Oh, Liana Mormont. Yeah, um, Liana Mormont. That was all right. I'm so happy that she didn't just die either. Like she killed a giant. Right. The little, yeah. the smallest character took down the giant. Yeah, the giant white with the yeah. dagger through the eye. Yeah, it was super badass. And then it she was, was kind of heartbreaking too, though, because like I, as soon as she started charging him, I'm like, oh man, she's she's dead, dead. <laughs> I thought they were they were opening the door for um, you know her being raised as a as a white afterwards and all like the night king bringing back all the fresh dead. So it looks like to me because I heard a lot of. Uh, rumblings like oh if they're in the crypts like they could like could just raise all the dead people yeah i think we mentioned that, are, that last week yeah and like that's it, i'm glad they kind of didn't do that because that would feel kind of like hokey Wait to me like what do you mean zombie net do... zombie ned stark rising from the oh, dead and like I killing mean... everybody you know what i'm saying like that is that that's what the a lot of people were saying that the all dead or the the, the how his powers we we didn't really know exacts on it like I mean, specifics. one of those people could have been Ned Stark. Well, I suppose. Maybe. I mean, we, I mean, I think they would have given him a little they, bit of screen he, time. I mean, that, when we go back to rewatch it, just when they're in the crypts, just look out for a uh, white with no head. Yes. And yeah, a head, a headless white. <laughs> if you white. see a headless white, then. <laughs> that's him. Yeah, that's Ned. Yeah. So that'll be sure. interesting. Uh, um, fire doesn't kill. Uh, the Night King, which I thought was... I, I didn't think they were going to end it like that, too, because it was no, only halfway through well, the episode. It was, it was too, I did my best not to touch my mouse and, like, see how much time was left in the episode. It was tough But the to. whole episode, I kept thinking, like, they can't end it here. Like, that... They can't do that. Like, Game yeah, of Thrones no. will do, like, an end-of-season cliffhanger, but even then, like, there's still sen- some sense of resolution. They rarely just leave you without resolution after an episode. <sighs> It was, yeah, the way they took you through the episode, too, it was just 10, 15 minutes of just holding your breath. Like, I was freaking out. Not, you didn't know what to expect. And then they kind of it lulled, not lulled, but like just you got to catch your breath for a second with a scene in the yeah. crypts or, um, you know, just it, it was it, it really well executed in terms of uh, how, like, ebbs and flows, so to speak. Yeah. Highs and lows. It, it was because there was moments there where I was just on the edge of my seat, so to speak. Just it, couldn't expect, couldn't uh, expect, uh, know what to expect next. Just freaking out the entire time. But it was awesome, though. It was like I said, very well executed, just visually and by a storytelling perspective. I'm, I it, it's it, it's tough now. It it's feels tough to even, weird. Yeah, it, like the Night King being dead is yeah. like maybe the most jarring thing, and it's. It's like we have three episodes left, all that long, right? And they, and get... they have no no army. Like, how are they going to deal with Cersei? Well, we'll get we'll so we'll get more specifics uh, aftermath wise, like how many men they have left and all that, how they're going to shape up against the Lannister army and the Golden Company. But they're looking good. I mean, Cersei and her squad are looking good right now, right. number wise. But they still, I mean, looks like we still have two dragons. So that. 
and that's pretty big. We're not pl- we're not dealing with you know we're actually dealing with human beings now. So I feel like they're well prepared. It, it, we have to wait and see how many how many casualties there were. Right. Uh, something I want to talk about really quick here is uh, there were also they did a lot of callbacks in this episode too. They did the sticking with the pointy end. Um, I think the whole Sansa being in the crypts. Um, when she got down there, it's it started out where she had the vibe of like uh, it reminded me of Cersei when they were hiding in the uh, Battle of the Blackwater, and yeah. she was just very calm and just trying to like be a presence. Mm-hmm. But then something that I noticed for the first time, like Sansa was weak again, and I feel like uh, even though Cersei weakness. was, I mean. Cersei in the same situation, I guess, was about to kill herself and Tommen, but um, I don't know. I feel like it's the first time where she hasn't had a plan, like a backup plan. Well, know? I think she had the line of the episode where you're just the most heroic thing you can do is just stare the truth in the face. And yeah. she knew what was going to happen. She was just kind of waiting it out. She was just accepting the reality of the situation that she can't do anything. None of them there can. So yeah. you just got to, if they are able to make it through this great if not they're just gonna have to sit there and accept their fate and she handled it the you know just with a cool resolve and how the way she handed the dagger to Tyrion, that was a very emotional scene with them oh i felt i definitely had kind of chills when they when they like looked each other eye and locked hands and it was it was something that you could tell like she said, uh, you know, you were the best of them. And obviously she's been with some pretty uh, pretty shitty characters. Yeah, but... Joffrey and Ramsay, not uh, great company no, to be in. No, <laughs> but I mean, I've, I felt that there was like a love bond there. Maybe not like they're going to be romantically engaged for the rest of the time or anything like that. But like it's kind of another one of those mutual respect love that you see with mm-hmm. Jamie and Brienne. And I really felt it there, and I, I didn't expect that coming into the season that they were going to have like this emotional reunion. But they were. Uh, I mean, it was talked about that they would maybe wind up together, just because a they never were divorced, so to speak. They did the marriage was never consummated, but you know, so it, it they're still technically technically married, I guess, but. It was. It was an. It was the scene you'd expect right before characters die, and that's why it was. Mm-hmm. It was getting emotional there. Like, oh no! Like the crypts are getting overrun. Are we gonna see this? The way the music was, and, and how they were looking at each other. It's like, oh god! I thought they may. For a second, I'm like, are they just gonna kill themselves here, Romeo and Juliet style? Mm-hmm. Just go out. But they both both made it. Both survived the death pool, and. Yeah, I mean, I liked the the, the the way Sansa handled it was, I mean, I could see her. I could, How else are you supposed to handle it? I, yeah, I mean, just it was it impressed me, so to speak. And it was, given the, the just the the emotion, the, the emotion there was was tremendous. But they mm-hmm. I think they I don't know if they closed the door on them winding up together. We'll have to see. But right. a lot's going to change now with the, you know, turning their attention to Cersei and the Golden Company. Right. So let's, yeah, let's talk about that too, because now there's a whole new level of speculation on what's, what's to come because Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know that I planned for the Night King to be done with at this point. Um, I suppose logistically, yeah, 
it it had to happen. I kind of thought he would be the final boss, but um, it makes sense though because the one you're yeah the in in terms of the lore and how the characters reacted to the Night King and his army like that was the biggest villain for them. But for the audience wise, I mean we're more emotionally connected to like Cersei. You know, good or bad, you know, we hate her. We have a more emotional response to her character than we did the Night King. So it makes mm-hmm. sense that the final battle is between characters that we've known for this many years. I mean, the Night King, the small handful of times uh, we've actually seen him, he's never spoken. So, yeah. I mean, like, it's it makes sense that this is the ultimate battle. And I kind—I did think we were going to get done with it. In, uh, I didn't think we were going to get this much battle. I knew it was going to be a... A battle-heavy episode, but it was—it's it's a lot, it was, and they—it was only a battle episode. Yeah, it was. I mean, the very few small scenes of just dialogue, or you know, Barrack dying, and then towards the end, there was only uh, only a few minutes at the end after the battle and everything. But it was, yeah, yeah it was well executed again. But mm. I don't know. The speculation-wise, like I said, it, it's well—it's very contingent. The X factor is how many men they have left. Right. There's no other resources. No, they've exhausted everybody. It's I don't know who if they can call in any other armies from Essos or what, but I'm kind of scared too because now this kind of Cersei was right again. Mm-hmm. They dealt with the army, and now she, regardless of how many people they have left, Cersei has the upper hand because now they're they're bringing the fight to her. Mm-hmm. Maybe and she. She didn't. Well, she didn't lose anything. So well, it's working out exactly as she expected. So it it kind of sets us up for this ending now, where, like, it's the the one side versus the other. You have John and Danny or Cersei are gonna win, and it's kind of like, are they gonna end it with Cersei winning? Is I don't know. The... Like that, but I I feel like that's the bad ending. But it could be the it's good an ending. like. The John and Danny win. That's like the fairy tale ending, right? And and it it doesn't seem right for Game of Thrones. So, they're looking at the two options now. It's kind of like, wow, what are they gonna do to make it interesting? Yeah, I mean, we have to. They have to figure out all their shit too that they tabled at till after this. They both lived, so they have to figure out who is you know <laughs> bending the knee to who. Mm-hmm. Um, or whom, I guess I should say. The, the Thraki are all gone, too, which should make it interesting, because that was a, a big chunk of the army that was loyal to Danny. Yeah. And so it's just uh, a lot of Northerners. I, I mean, we have some, uns- I don't know, uh, like, again, like the big X factor is how many people are left. But the Unsullied are were Danny's, but then the rest of them are, you know, wildlings and, uh, you know, people from uh, Winterfell. Yeah. So and they're not They're going to obviously go for Jon Snow. John. Right. So it should be interesting to see how that plays out. That now they have to deal with all the the politics and stuff, which should, which should be interesting. In if they're going to be able to put aside their differences and face Cersei, which is prob- they'll they'll probably do. Yeah, and, but they, I don't know. I I heard I heard rumor, and now that this episode is over, you know, it's it wasn't true. But uh, interesting thing I had heard. I've been just talking to everybody I can all week and trying to get all their theories. And one was that uh, at one point during the battle in this episode, there would be a decision where Danny would have to burn John, and I thought it was coming to fruition where she burns the Night King and he survives, and John starts charging him. 
I thought it was going to be kind of a double prong attack, like dragon, dragon fire plus John attacking him, and John would walk out of the fire unscathed, and that would kind of help Danny realize, like, so solidly that he is who he says he is. So I thought we we could have gotten closure there. It was a cool theory, and especially it like looked like it was about to happen. It, it was a wild. That's a that's a, that's a pretty wild theory. I mean, that would that would kind of put it. That would table the argument, don't you think? Like, if Danny saw, like, how he just walked through dragon fire, and uh, he's good. <laughs> he's good to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. guys, uh, that would. That would uh, that would definitely be a, a, at least a conversation starter, to say the least. But in the way that uh, the fire didn't kill the Night King, and the inside the episode afterwards, they pretty much just said, well, there was nothing that said a fire could kill the Night King, but there was yeah. also nothing that said it couldn't. So they are playing around with it a little bit well, but it, i think it, they might not even be playing with it the things we knew was well the things that we've been told is that uh dragonstone and valerian steel were the things that could affect the white walkers so i mean have we did we see any white walkers get burnt and die or we only saw the ones died of valerian steel yeah that's a good question I don't believe, yeah, we ever saw any White Walkers die of fire. So yeah, I mean, it checks out. So it, it, it's, uh, it, it was, it was, it was cool. I knew that you knew that was going to happen though, because I did. I think that was the one time I checked how much time is left in the episode was when that was happening. I'm like, there's no way, like, this is how it's going to end. I felt like it was the middle of the episode, and it pretty much was. So and it, just him standing there after that, and then John charging him. I thought for sure John might die there. He looked like he was done for a number of times, and then it was him standing. <laughs> he just was done with it. He was at the end. Uh, him standing up and just yelling at uh, Viserion, the dragon. Yeah, like half chewed alive, Viserion. I love how like when he he was in the courtyards breathing fire on people, like you know his neck was all gashed up and just fire was kind of billowing out of his neck. Right, uh, it was, was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought for sure he was dead, and then he... I mean, I thought most of the dragons were, were going to go down, but we still got uh, two left. With, we, that's... I mean, I don't know how... That, that That's worth a lot in a battle against yeah, Cersei and the Golden Company. I don't, I don't know, know why they weren't... She wasn't just going down the rows when they were when the trenches were on fire there, and the, they were just standing there like freaks, which was super creepy just to see them standing there waiting for mm -hmm. the fire to go down. And then they figured it out eventually so they had you know some intelligence to them where they just laid sacrificed a few of them laid down and then st trampled over them um but yeah she, just going down right at the start there keep burning them go just moving down the rows yeah. I, I you saw her off in the distance I'm like, that's not gonna i don't know <laughs> i it, it was it's, it's, it's nitpicky but it, it was cool it ultimately ultimately won so i don't know <laughs> right it was cool seeing that parallel too where uh there was the fight when they were going um, north of the wall to bring a white back, mm -hmm. and they got trapped on the, the frozen lake. It was kind of similar. They all just kind of stood still and and just posted up and waited till waited till something could could super, go down. Super ominous. I liked the the in the the dragon battle. The midair dragon battle was really cool, mm -hmm. and how they went above the clouds and everything. I thought that was just it, again, it was shots really well. That's a that's a scene I, I needed to see in like a theater. I feel like yeah, like it was gorgeous, but like I needed I needed more. 
that'd be something they could do is release this in theaters. I mean, they are feature length movie. I mean, this one was an hour 30. That's really? you know, a lot of movies. And then uh, just to take it back just a little bit in terms of stunning scenes, the Dothraki marching up with the, the fireballs going over mm-hmm. their head like that. That's super, super cool. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. This is an A-plus episode. It's it's up there. I, I Definitely top 10, I'd say. I mean, Sapochnik's episodes are all bangers for for the most part. He always directs like the big battle I think he, I think he did uh, Battle of Blackwater, Battle of the Bastards, um, all the big battle heavy episodes, and he nails it. He nailed this one too. This one was, and it looks like they're blowing through whatever CGI budget bullshit. I mean, they have this one was a lot of effects. We got ghosts, we got giants, we got dragons, dragons. All over. yeah, three dragons yeah. and ghosts in one episode. That's cool. They have no money. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I know we're missing. We're, I, I'm really just reacting here. It's hard for me just to not come on here and just go what the fuck over and over, just being in yeah. shock over what we just watched. But I, this is a definite uh, two uh, to watcher here, so we can analyze it and come back and give a, a thorough analysis of it on uh, later in the week. Yeah, and uh, we it's going to be big? a doozy going through. I mean, Night I'm King's sure we dead. are. The Night King's dead. I think that's, that's maybe the most. Important if we say thing. that, we know we at least people we know we at least watched the episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we watched it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that Night King, he did. Um, but yeah, send us uh, between now and then. Send us any thoughts, theories, questions. Uh, RegalFoxPod at gmail dot com. Dan, anything else you want to say before you close the book here? Uh, no, just reiterate what you said, regalfoxpod at gmail.com. Also, Twitter, fox underscore regal. Yes, very good. That's that's the one. It took, the... took a few weeks, but we got it. We finally got um, it, yeah. But, you know, send any questions. We'd love to uh, read them on air and uh, all your theories, because now... There's kind of a whole new world of theories <laughs> to start picking apart. So. Well, there's a lot that have the lot lot that have closed and a lot that have uh, now, now that we're going to start talking about again. So. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, sounds uh, catch us and subscribe. Uh, we'll, we'll be posting the episode later this week. Uh, yeah, until then, this is Winter is Going, the only podcast for the final season of Game of Thrones. I'm Mike, and I'm Dan. We'll see ya. Peace.